physical, quite uh, appealing as objects, actually. So, I mean, I think it's quite uh, inviting to develop a certain kind of imagery. If I see object materials, I can also see the process of working on it. I see a certain kind of material coming back or different kinds of materials, maybe resin cretium. But to understand that a bit um, in an interview, maybe you can describe one of the last works, for example, mm -hmm. the last work, which is on was a young work which is called Untitled, so it doesn't have a title, mm -hmm. uh, which I liked a lot. It looks a bit like a branch with a metal piece or so. If you can describe mm -hmm. it a bit, what it looks like, so we have an image and also how it came into being. Yes, yeah, it started with the, uh, the metal part on the front. Uh, it's actually something I found here on the on the seventh floor. That's uh, because since we're in level five and uh, I walked around on uh, the seventh floor. And then I found this uh, object, this piece on the front, and I found it directly interesting. And I think that's always where um, the object-based work start with, that I bump into a certain object. And I kind of train myself to, if there is a direct interest towards an object, that you always should work on it, or at least to, to then pick it up and bring it to the studio. And then from there, a work can grow or not. But I think by acting on this uh, interest, yeah, you're, it has a reason that you're interested in this object. And then I think... Yeah, but maybe first describe it. So it was a metal piece you found on the seventh floor. Yeah. But you connected also to a piece of wood. Yes. Where was the wood found? Um, it was was a branch that I used already in, an, in another piece, actually. Uh -huh. And uh, I had this, this metal piece standing in the studio and thought, yeah, I have no idea what it will become. But then at the night I was just staring a bit around in the studio. It's actually how I often work. And then I saw these two parts together. And from there I thought, hey, that's really, that could be a really nice connection because you have on one side you have this white branch, mm -hmm. but it's of course, it's not natural. And on the other side you have this... Uh, industrial objects and I like to combine these So two. you just put them together one inside the other and you yeah. united them by color? Yeah. Right? And you uh, sand them together quite a long time. Yeah. I mean, I was in the studio while, uh, while you were there doing it. So, um, so it, it took you a long time to make them as, as one piece. Mm -hmm. And the result is some kind of a tool or... Yeah. A body part, or how do you see it? Um, yeah, for me, it's always important, that, and then that's why I think I often took quite a while to on a work on an object. Because for me, what well, is of course can be maybe vague for somebody else, but uh, that I believe the object myself. But this is quite a long process, and by I keep on staring at it and what it needs to be that, that it feels reliable uh, or that it's like a 
um, like like on one side you have these two uh, kind of rails, mm -hmm. and that uh, reminded me of like uh, what, uh, what's it in English? Achilles space. Achilles. Yeah, Achilles. 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 Yeah. So, but by working on that, I found out like if there's already a bit of a curve in this line. Uh, it's not reliable anymore. You, you directly see like, hey, something is not right. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what what I found out in more works that if you want something referring to the body, it really has to be really precise. Like uh, sometimes I give this example, like when you draw a face and one line is not correct, you directly understand, but like, hey, this this image is not correct and it's for my for me it kind of the same when you uh, recreate body parts yeah many of our works uh, we talked before this conversation started about have linked to bodily parts or resemble mm -hmm. uh, body but uh, let's get to that later on um but just to visualize for someone who doesn't really know your work how your work uh, are in in the space. So this this was lying on the floor, and many of your mm -hmm. works lie on the floor. Uh, you also have works that are two-dimensional on, on, on the wall, or not two-dimensional, but you hang them on the wall. Mm -hmm. For example, there's a work called uh, Darkness Visible, which the title is from? William Styron. Yeah, which is a, yeah, He's a writer. Yeah, yeah. what was it? He's an American writer, and um, this book is actually about, uh, because he uh, was already quite a famous writer, but at a certain point, he really gets like a heavily writer, writer's block and he falls into a deep depression. Mm -hmm. And this book is actually, he describes this, this, uh, period in his life that he, like, he was almost about to, like, uh, he was really on the edge of his, like, on his mental, uh, so, so how did you come to the work itself that you did? Um, the work itself is done on the on the floor. Like I, um, it's uh, a piece of paper. It's, that it's a you piece are. of paper. Yes. And what's important in this piece of paper is that it has a structure. So it's not a, a glossy paper, but it has to have a structure. Because then I, I use a soft pastel. Mm -hmm. And I really wrap it into the paper. Like it's, it's so you covered the paper uh, with... Soft pastel, yeah. black, yeah, yeah, like charcoal. Yeah. But it's quite a physical process because it really has to be quite heavily uh, like mm -hmm. wrapped into the in, in the paper itself. So and um, yeah, that, that, from there it's like uh, you yeah. fold that one. No, that one's no, no, totally, no. Yeah, it's, it's made on the floor and then it's really covered completely with a soft pastel and mm -hmm. then I varnish it mm -hmm. and. Um, because I usually work quite uh, dusty and there's a lot of stuff on the floor. Um, I afterwards, when it's like varnished and it's completely black, I sand it on the floor and then the relief that is already on the floor create white spots. Mm -hmm. So, and then if you hang it on the wall, these white spots uh, appear as uh, stars. And that's something I really like by, uh, uh, uh the constructing the, uh, the, uh, the damage it, it will some things will appeal or appear. Mm -hmm. So um, this deep in the construction that it, it actually creates the image. So well, maybe that is something interesting and important because um, that specific piece when you made it, I, I mean, I, I entered your studio once and you were lying on the ground and then you tried different techniques how to apply actually this almost charcoal like mm -hmm. um, matter on there. Um, you are 
destroying the paper in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's connected to the technique of frottage, like let's say Max Ernst, who was I think one of the first to use it. Uh, but for me, it's something totally different because it's not like the, the, the pure pattern, like in the Max Ernst or the frottage thing or what kids do, but it's really uh, a very physical process of almost ripping the paper apart. That's something else than a pure frottage. It's mm -hmm. really like getting to the edge of, of destroying the work that you are working on. So it seems like you want it as black as possible. You also want the white spots. But somewhere in between is a, mm -hmm. is a pure physical process. Yeah. Yeah, for me, what is always is important in a way is also to erase my fingerprints, you know, like my, my handwriting. But, and then I think in the end, that is what my uh, handwriting creates in the end. But I don't like to have like, like lines or stripe or that, that mm -hmm. you can directly see my physical being there. I almost want to appear that it's like, Done machine-wise or something. So um, yeah, but it's funny because somehow I understand. I think what you mean. I want somehow, to disappear. Yeah, but somehow it's both because you said I'm I'm working on it. No, other way around. It wouldn't have surprised me if you would have said it's about appropriating the object, object, um, getting hold of the object, and so on. But you didn't use these words. You said I want to work on the object till I can believe it or mm -hmm. until it's reliable that's something else and appropriating it and now you're saying on the one hand it's a very physical and very um much uh, individual process done mm -hmm. by you your body is doing this and mm -hmm. on the other hand it's very important for you to leave the object yeah. live its life in a certain, certain way so you like perfect the object to be the perfection of what it is yeah yeah yeah, and I think especially also like with this work that it, that it appears uh, as a dark sky. Yeah, this I think it comes quite precise. So, and what, what I really like is that that's if you take distance from the work, uh, yeah, everybody uh, until uh, everybody who I spoke with saw these stars. Mm -hmm. And what I really like is that when you come closer, you, you find out actually that it's like. Uh, the, uh, destruction of the paper actually what creates these white spots that, and that's something I always like something that is damaged creates the beauty so is it difficult for you to stop with the work to say no it's or do you feel that quite, no. quite clear and it's really it's a moment of uh, like 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 a puzzle fill, fits into the, the last spot or something so you know exactly when to stop with it yeah mm -hmm. and and if not, then the work is not good enough, I think. Mm -hmm. If there is not this moment, then the work just doesn't work, mm -hmm. probably. So uh, it's like the, the work with the egg, I, but that's the uh, uh Let's talk about the third, another work of yours called I Feel Certain I Am Going Mad Again, which is a quote from... Uh, Virginia Woolf. Yes. Yeah. When she was... Uh, who did she say it to? Uh, it was uh, the first sentence of her goodbye letter to her husband. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I was once reading a, a book because I'm, I try try to read a lot, and it was a book about uh, madness in literature and why it happens quite often there, or why why uh, writers often, uh, quite often like confronted with their own mental. Uh, and uh, in this book, it was written and it directly really grasped me. So then I dive deep, deeper into it. Yeah. It's just described briefly the work. It's a, it's a raincoat. Yes. 
a found object raincoat mm-hmm. on a found object uh, hanger. Mm-hmm. And in the pockets of the of the raincoat, there are two stones, round mm-hmm. stones. Yeah. Uh, how do you that? And you hang the the hanger on the wall. Yeah. How did you come about with this object? Um, this idea? Yeah. When when I um, researched more about uh, uh, her death, and then because she committed suicide. Uh, and uh, she did it by um, yeah, writing this goodbye letter to her husband and then she uh, uh, walked towards the river uh, and filled her pockets with stones and walked into the river and that's how she died and it's, um, it really touched me in the way that, that on the one hand that you can be so clear about that you want to do that because uh, I think everybody knows this memory of being a child and when you go under the water it almost feels like you were you just need to go up again. And for me, it was like unbelievable that you can ignore this feeling because for me it was such a like uh, striving to uh, be alive. So um, and that's why uh, because it's like a transparent uh, raincoat because I found it important that you would see these stones in the pocket and that's why it has to be round stones because uh, brown stones, uh, it's because they are affected by the water. Mm. Like it's got some... They get their shape by the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, So, um, and I, I, it appears as that it, that the work is done quite fastly or that it, or there are not that much elements in it. Connect, uh, compared yeah, to compared to other, to other works of yours yeah, that you no. wrote and you compositely find out. I was busy with it for more than a year, I think, because first I thought, can I appropriate this story mm-hmm. and make use of somebody else's story? And, um, yeah, is it okay? And also then, how do you bring such a topic or such a story uh, back to just one image mm-hmm. and that it triggers the story, that it, that's, it's, yeah, it grasps the story in a way. So, um, so usually you have first the story, like the same with Darkness Visible, you had first the story and you said, okay, I have to do something. I have to make a work uh, in relation, reacting to the story. Mm-hmm. Or do you have a, like, for me, I, I thought the Darkness Visible, you had a work and then you came about with a yeah. title. Yeah, this, this, this book, Darkness Visible, because I was searching for the title and for me it's not important that uh, it directly refers back to William Styron or this book, but um, it's nice because like, uh, this book is really describing how like from the, the deepest, darkest part of him slowly getting out of it and there's light again and I think it's also... Like, that was the process of yeah. making of this work. But here you had this story and you were yeah. really fascinated by the story and you thought how to visualize it, and then you came about with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's actually not a very typical way of no. working for you. No, no, no. It's, uh, I see it more as a kind of a side road, in a way, mm-hmm. that uh, and I have now, like another work that's also kind of started from an insane way from literature, and it's one I'm busy with, with Ashes. And I think it's kind of connected in the same way how this work. What's the work that you um it's it's it will be like a, like a pile of ash and um 
on that there will be a bunch of flowers uh, uh, on it. So, and I think it's kind of in the imagery, okay. it's kind of similar, similar connected to this, to this one. work. And why did you come about with this uh, this okay. object with the ashes and what's the idea behind it? It's a heavy story, but it's. Um, Does really it have a title? Uh, in Dutch, it's uh, the Bosbloemen, the bunch of flower, the bunch of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that like an expression, a phrase? It's um, uh, it's a lady. Um, it's written in this book by Christa Ambeek. It's uh, a Dutch uh, professor and um, sociologist. I'm, I don't exactly know her title now, but um, she writes in this book about uh, it's it's about playing and um, uh, in her uh, family there comes a lot of uh, suicides through the years. Like her, her father uh, committed suicide. Or, uh, I think her aunt did, and um, what interested me was, or interested me in in the first chapter, she's uh, explaining that uh, at a certain point her um, mother dies after a year after her father committed suicide, and her mother died just because she could not take it, not because of uh, she did it herself, but just uh, yeah, her body just gave up. So at a certain point, there is a um, they, they, she has one brother and uh, they cannot get in touch with him like to inform her, um, him about his story or what happened. And then at a certain point, all of a sudden the doorbell rings and his brother is in front of the door with a bunch of flowers. Then uh, she tells a story, like what happened, and says, oh, I was about to visit mom. But, and that's why he had these flowers. But the mom died. Yes. Already. Yeah. And she didn't know that. No, he didn't know. So, okay. and then um, they decide with the family, like to be and get uh, get back together the day after. And then this brother doesn't show up, and they're like, "Ah, oh, shit! What what happened?" And they cannot again not uh, get in, from, uh, in touch with him. And then at a certain point, the doorbell rings, and two police officers uh, are in front of the door. And then they, this brother. Uh, uh, committed suicide himself and uh, the chapter uh, ends with um, on the left side uh, there was the coffin of my mother on the right side there was the coffin of my brother in between the bunch of flowers from my brother to my mother and it was really like I read it and I was like yeah it's, uh, that's a totem uh, illusion yeah yeah so and then I actually contacted her again because I thought is it appropriate to work from this story and I explained my story and how it really grasped me and um, what do you mean you explain to the author yeah I I wrote an email and and I know I got in touch with her and she actually once met her and she was really happy that I wanted to work on that and last time I made a kind of a sketch from the work I do again to uh, show her and if she likes the work like if it's like okay for her in this way, and she was really happy with the work and really like it really touched her a lot. And then she explained to me that the original title of this first chapter was "The Bunch of Flowers." So that's how I came across with the mm-hmm. title. That it's actually her title um, applied to the work. Mm-hmm. So it's quite um, 
maybe even existential for your work. I have a feeling that this matter of is it leg legitimate to appropriate something, mm -hmm. a story or a piece of wood that I find or whatever. So that means there's a lot of respect. And maybe that's what, what I meant before. In, on, on the one hand, you are, you're getting very, very physical, very, there's a lot of force can be in there or a lot of thinking, a lot of emotions and so on. But at the same time, and that I think is, uh, can be felt when you see the objects from the outside, from you, for example, if somebody who's not working on it, um, that, that you always apply a lot of respect to something. And that can be like you just said, which I didn't know from story, as well as to the object that you found, and especially if you combine them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, so I have a feeling that this is like a red line running through yeah. your work in some way. Yeah, I think also when when it comes to objects and what I um, uh, I became interested in in the first place, it's that uh, um, like. If you have an object, like for instance, at home, or, and uh, it's always there in, in, in the corner of your eye, at a certain point you get attached to an object and it becomes part of your life. And that's why I often also really work long on these objects, like if they're there in the studio and you come across them day after day, they become part of you. you uh, they're like in the back of your mind. And, From there, things can grow because it, it, it is part of your history or it's, it's part of your memory. And uh, from that, I think it's important also to believe or trust the objects that it, that's, it, has a, it, it has a place in the back of my mind. And from there, it can grow into a certain direction. So I don't know if that's a bit... Yeah, no, no, but, but that's something that... Um... I know from your work before because you described it some some month ago. So we had a discussion on that, and you said that sometimes you have to have to pieces just there, mm -hmm. and then at a certain moment it's like catching fish, so to speak. Where all of a sudden it's clear where they are headed, mm -hmm. and then maybe you're just helping two pieces come together or whatever. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's um, this this how important is the process for you yourself, the actual working on the object. I think it it is what it may what may, it makes the object you know, like uh, I think I would never be able to get an idea like for instance the first work I explained like bringing these things together I think I would never be able to finish it in one day because then this moment of believing it cannot be applied this is a process so that takes longer. it has an identity the work itself almost you make it. Uh... You animate it to have to be at yeah. your level yeah. as an artist, so and that's why this process has to be slow because I think yeah, it's a relationship with the material. Yeah, is the um, the idea we, we had it about the physical part, so to speak, that some of your objects are very much connected also to to the human body. For example, you have something which is called stomach, but it's actually the intestines of the technical mm -hmm. uh, machine or whatever, and uh, or a knee or so. But in general, how important is the scale? Could you imagine to make an object in the same way, but big as a house? Or is the scale for you important? Is it something that you have to be able to grasp the object in a sense? And scale yeah. Is? Yeah. I, I, I never thought about it. Slowly the work is becoming bigger, but, um, 
I can answer <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. I think your works have to do with like you, you fall in love with an object or material and it has to do with the object itself. So the yeah. size has to do, do with, uh, with the object. So if you're going to be infatuated by a boat, mm-hmm. it's going to be the size of the boat. It's going to be yeah. a penny. No, I, I, that's the logic of your work. No? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I think it's also maybe just a matter of taste. Like the, what I feel attracted to. And, um, it's mainly the size of your body. Yeah. It's more or less, more, most of the exactly. objects are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that you can refer to it body-wise, like uh, with the knee or the other thing. Like, for instance, the first work, if it would be much bigger, you would not, I think you would not feel this bodily connection or you would not refer to the human body. Because like there is this branch part, it's almost uh, people see a bone in it, and that's what I really like also with branches and with roots. If you just adjust it a little bit, you make it right and you smooth it a bit, people directly uh, see a bone in it, and that's what I always like. I think as human beings, we are just part of nature, so in the end, we all come from like the same material in the end so that's what i like that something that is we really see as nature like a, a branch a part of a tree is more close to us than we actually think it is by just adjusting it a little bit and that's what i find really uh, intriguing and now you're talking about i mean um now you're interested in maybe writing yourself a bit mm-hmm. tell us a bit about that um, it, it's something that I uh, did already like during my bachelor, like mm-hmm. uh, we already had to buy the thesis back then. And I tried to create short stories that uh, I think actually all of you read this, this one. Um, what I liked back then uh, is that I wrote it in, um, uh, in like, um, I constantly said like you. But you could be me, could be another person, but could also be the object. And so that everything has the same value in a way, and it were all short stories. And sometimes I explained about the person, sometimes about the object, or sometimes about myself and the way I worked. And what I liked about it also is that you could have a certain distance to all the stories because it was ne- never always directly referred to me. So it could also, like, if, even if it was a more heavy story, it could be anybody. So that uh, helped me for, uh, at that time, it helped me to write, write these stories. But that was when you were a student and then yeah. you got more into sculpture making, mm-hmm. which has relevance to uh, text mm-hmm. or literature you're reading but I am but uh, you were you are you thinking of going back to writing itself and as I know you have in your mind this idea of uh, photography and uh, mm-hmm. text yeah it's some it's uh, I really find pleasure in writing also to grasp mm-hmm. certain stories and for me the work and writing are not so much disconnected in a way that that in a way, I see the objects often also as kind of small stories. Mm-hmm. They, they're triggering, uh, at least I hope, if people see it, they, they create a story. Uh, and I think yeah, the writing, it's always, uh, it's a, it, for me, it's a big inspiration. And um, I like really like to do it myself. I just have to find a form. And, and, mm-hmm. that, and what I sometimes have a bit of difficulties with is that... Um, 
fine artists, but then I don't want to like uh, get things fake in a way that I, I'm a writer and an artist. And then okay, so uh, sorry for mentioning this. No, no, no. Yeah, but actually, that's the same, yeah. same thing again. I would say that you are asking the same questions towards yourself as you always do. Like now you're appropriating another discipline, which is not entirely new to you, but you haven't worked on that for, for a while. And again, you ask yourself, is it okay that I do that? And in which way do I do, I do it? And this the idea of keeping a distance is, is very um, understandable. And I think it helps you a lot as well, because I really liked the, the text that you were talking about, which are already a few years old, but this construction of distancing yourself even though sometimes they are actually about yourself, but it's not the I person, mm -hmm. it's you. It helps a lot, and there's a lot of carefulness in that as well. Yeah, it's just I think I don't like to be on the front in, in the foreground. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I really like to disappear myself. It's not about me. It's uh, it's about the work. It's, it's about that person, not about me. And that I find really important that I uh, almost disappear. Let's hope you're not disappearing like some of the characters like Virginia Woolf and, uh, mm -hmm. and the <laughs> she also disappeared. <laughs> Let's hope. Yes, <laughs> Thanks very much for this conversation. Thank you very much, yes. Yes. yes.